Hey everyone, my name is Zdeněk and I'm your host and you're listening to Zdeněk's English Podcast. Welcome to yet another episode and in this one I'm going to be interviewing a VIP guest. It's quite a catch actually because he is a native speaker from the far United States of America. He's also uh, an English teacher, so he's my colleague and he's currently living and working in Brazil, which itself sounds interesting and exciting, doesn't it? Uh, but of course, there is more to come. I'm chuffed to bits and grateful for this opportunity to welcome Kevin on Zenex English Podcast. Hi, Kevin. Hello, Zenex. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely great. How about you? Uh, wonderful. It's, uh, it's Friday afternoon here, Friday evening. Mm -hmm. uh, so the week, the week is ending. So that's always a good feeling. <laughs> so right now you're in Brazil. I'm in the Czech Republic. And as we discussed this before, uh, you are five hours behind, right? Sure, correct. Uh -huh. And I, I'm five hours ahead. So sure. uh, thank you very much for sacrificing your time, if I may say so, for this course. And um, maybe first I should tell my listeners how I kind of got to know you. Sure. If, if it's okay for you. So I, yeah, I bumped into Kevin when I was listening to one episode of All Ears English podcast. It was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was number 158. Is that right? Uh, you, you, your, your guess is as good as mine. I'm not quite sure about the number. It was uh, probably a couple, couple months ago, maybe. Hmm. I just want to give uh, my listeners a chance to kind of find this or look this up later uh, after listening to this episode because they might want to hear you, what you said there. And uh, just That, yeah. that is a, a good point. Yes, you are exactly right. It's episode 158 on All Ears English. Yes, and it was called How to Use Facebook Groups to Find English-Speaking Friends. Correct, uh-huh. Right. So after hearing this, I, re I have to say that I really liked what you said there, the advice you gave, uh, the learners of English, and it kind of, you know, re reminded me of my own methods and ideas, and uh, I could see a lot of overlap. So what I did was I took my chances and I sent Kevin an email uh, to sort of invite him to speak on my podcast. And I was, uh, I was so happy that he responded positively. It was a nice surprise to me. And um, I just hope this is not against some kind of uh, unwritten rules that uh, I'm not stealing uh, a guest from one podcast to another. <laughs> no, no, I think that's just the opposite i think that's how it works these days we're all sh we're all sharing valuable content and trying to spread it to as many people as possible uh even if this content is repeated a lot of it's repeated we we're just we're just we are the purveyors and the connoisseurs of good information so it's our job too oh to my god it, oh my god what what was that could, could you please uh, explain that to my listeners <laughs> sure you use some uh, complicated words <laughs> So the connoisseurs, we, we, we are online a lot, I'm online a lot, and I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of people speak, and I read a lot of books, and so I'm constantly finding valuable information that I think is good for not only myself, but also can be spread and passed on to other people, and um, a lot of these ideas can be interchangeable amongst different areas, language learning, like in this case, as we both work with, um, and also just life skills, business skills. And, you know, finding, finding valuable, practical information and sharing it with other people. I think there's always a lot of people out there that are hungry for 
um, you know, very practical life skills that they can apply to different areas of their life. Definitely. And they have a, a huge choice. And sometimes it's kind of hard to pick the, the right things, right? Sure. There's so much content. Be because obviously everyone claims to be the, the right, you know, everyone claims to have the right methods. And it's not always the case, is it? No, yeah, usually, usually not. I think probably, um, yeah, I, I think I am definitely not the guy that has all of the right answers. But I'm learning and I'm and I'm experimenting. So, with time, sure, I I think uh, I will be uh, providing better and better information. No, I I wasn't referring to you, not at all. I was just saying that uh, a learner of English they have to really carefully choose. Uh, they have to really kind of um, find the right things. And it's sometimes not easy because they don't necessarily have enough information or, you know, what I mean. Like, Oh, sure. <laughs> exactly. There's so many different methods in, with language learning. I, I, and uh, there's so many different methods and, and ways you can yeah. go about it. And new methods, you know, more, more mm. I would say, effective and, and interesting methods. And, exactly. And a lot of people don't know about these methods. They don't know you can learn languages outside of a classroom and um, the, 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 the tactics and techniques are out there, but mm -hmm. they need to be shown to people, correct? Mm -hmm. And uh, also like different methods work differently on different people. So sure. it's, an, it's another point. I think we will get to this kind of teaching learning um, idea or concept later. Uh, as we speak, uh -huh. but first I thought we could we could find out more about you if you don't mind. So um, you're from you're from United States of America. You're American, aren't you? And you're living sure. in Brazil now, right? So th that itself sounds uh, as an interesting story to tell. So how did you end up end up in Brazil? Sure. Right, and uh, so how it worked is uh, I'm from the U.S. I'm from Denver, Colorado, and uh, in the middle of my college. Um, years, I, I really started to have a deep desire to travel, and um, I really wanted to go abroad and, and live abroad, and so I ended up actually, coincidentally with you, Zdenek, I ended up going and studying for a year in the Czech Republic in Prague. Yeah, you, you told me. I was absolutely taken aback when you told me. It was sure. it produced a, a smile on my face when I, <laughs> when I read that email from you. You really did live in my country for quite a time. It's what a, what a, what a coincidence, as you say. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. I loved it. You know, of course, I was there as a student, and I wasn't. It wasn't a very uh, intense program, so there was a lot, plenty of time to go out and experience the Czech culture, Prague, <laughs> Prague culture, Prague nightlife, pivos, and all of that stuff. And um, I really enjoyed it. So after my year, I went back to the U.S., finished up my university degree and I have a degree in psychology mm -hmm. and after I finished school I said I don't want to I don't want to I said to myself I don't want to stay in the US right now I want to go back and live somewhere abroad and I wasn't really specific I didn't really have you know uh, too too much of a, of, mm -hmm. of a plan I just knew that I wanted to experience living in another country again and I also wanted to really learn a language um, and obviously by by living somewhere you're you're pretty much forced uh, to Yeah, so to do that, not forced. I mean, there's plenty of people that live in another language, in another country, and never end up really learning that language. But for me, <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. Let's say you're bound to pick it up. Sure. If you want to, yeah. you definitely are in a good position to learn. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and you can always do more and less for this. You know, it's really it's really up to you how you kind of grip it. Sure. Yeah. And and because I it wasn't you know top. It was one of the top 
objectives in my traveling is was to learn another language. Obviously, I tackled it pretty pretty head on um, when I first first got mm -hmm. here. So Brazil, why Brazil? Well, you know, there's not a really definite answer. Just at the time, I, I, I you know, I thought of Brazil like anybody else thinks of Brazil: tropical and beaches and parties and carnival and palm trees and nice mm. weather. And I really didn't know much about it. Um, so, but I, but I, I like the music. I, I'm really into music, and I liked the the traditional bossa nova and styles of of, of Brazilian music that you can hear uh, around the world. And so I, I quit quit everything, quit my job, saved up some money, and came down. And mm. and you know, I was this was the first stop. If it didn't work here, I was going to go possibly to another country. And even actually, I had in my target that I'd possibly end up back in Prague just because I had some made some connections there. But long story short, I, I enjoyed it here. The people are very welcoming mm -hmm. and warm. So, and yeah. The weather's very welcoming and warm. So I said, okay, this will work for now. And then uh, long story short, I'm still here <laughs> almost seven years later. Which sounds like you, you actually settled down there. So have you, got, have you got a family or? I do not have a family. I'm, uh, or did you meet some exotic beauty there that made you, st that made you stay there actually? I definitely did. Uh, meet an exotic beauty. I have a wonderful girlfriend, and uh -huh. she's, so she's she's Brazilian. She's she's one hundred percent Brazilian. <laughs> that is that is that is for sure. And she's definitely she's definitely kept me in the area that I'm. I'm not in a big popular famous city. I'm not in Rio de Janeiro. I'm not in Sao Paulo. Uh, I ended up in a city mm. uh, out right about an hour outside of Sao Paulo, and um, you know, and, and and it's actually being not one of the biggest coolest cities. At first, it was tough for me to get used to, but over time, I realized once, once I was able to find work and kind of get settled down and um, make things happen, I realized as far as me learning a language, really getting to know the culture and really getting intertwined with the culture, I would say, it, it would, I think it offered mm -hmm. a, 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 a better opportunity just for the fact that was, there wasn't as many gringos, they say here, there wasn't as many foreigners, so that means there wasn't as, many, mm -hmm. as much English. And mm -hmm. you know, I was forced to to really. So you you was you was kind of forced, and you didn't have an option. You just had to. That's that's what happens sometimes when, like my for example, my countrymen or uh, let's say people from Europe come to work to England, for example, or they they come to learn the language. But what happens is that they end up living in the community full of their countrymen. Sure. Oh yeah, it's common, yeah? common, very so, common. So that's 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 exactly what you are talking yeah. about. That's a common problem, and how to how to ideally go about this? Well, something like you did. Uh, you have to be kind of hard on yourself in this. Yeah, right? that's a great point. It was you know I did definitely wasn't in my comfort zone many many a time. That's that's for sure. And you know mm. I think if when you do put yourself in these situations, um, it's tough at the time. But this is where we grow. This is where we expand. Yeah, uh, I could have easily. Gone to Rio de Janeiro and, and quickly looked for the, 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 the Americans that are living mm. there and just spent my time working and hanging out with my American friends at night, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, complaining about the hardships in a, in a foreign third world country. But um, I don't know how much I would have grown from that. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. as far as a growing experience, I really, I really now look back and I appreciate what, how, how things worked out. Mm -hmm. So this could be kind, yeah. of, uh, kind of a lovely piece of advice for some of my listeners, maybe possibly those who would like to go and live in a, uh, in a foreign country to, to uh, approach it exactly this way. 
to be a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, tough with themselves and uh, which, sure. which will even, eventually be an excellent, rewarding experience for them. It's true. And, and you do have to, you know, if you, you, you can't go with the mindset that everything's going to be the same when you go somewhere or that you'll be as comfortable mm. as you are um, at home. And that has to be one of your main, that has to be one of the foundations uh, uh, of, of your beliefs when you do travel abroad. You're leaving the comforts of home mm. and, you know, you can't expect that. So mm. if you're kind of prepared for that and you're aware of this, you can go in um, with that that viewpoint of you know there's going to be some struggle here mm. especially especially if you do it for the first time it's uh, I, I don't think you can you can kind of get prepared for this even if people tell you a lot of things you, you cannot really get prepared for this you, right. you have to you have to you have to go through this experience you have to live it yeah and it's a good right? it's a great point a lot of times people they, they they won't leave their country unless everything is completely set up uh, a job mm. place to live they want to even find they want to have they want to know people before they go. They want everything to be just nice and set for them when they arrive. Mm. And this this is hard to do often. So um, obviously there's programs yeah. that set things up for you and that can work. But depending on the the, the country, mm. depending on your financial situation, it's not always possible. So uh, and it, it, it may it, it may even sometimes turn ugly, so to speak. You know, it, it may uh, some things can go wrong easily. And then uh, you find yourself in a, in a difficult situation. You, you find yourself in a pickle. And uh, like you know, it it can make make your experience uh, unbearable. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. Like for for example, it happens it happens a lot of times that uh, some someone signs up for uh, or gives money to some some kind of agency who should made med mediate this mm -hmm. for you, mm -hmm. find you a job and accommodation and all that. But uh, it turns out that this company may be a scam or something. You know? Yeah, or, or or I've even seen programs where you you pay. A company to allow you to come to that country to volunteer, to do volunteer work, yeah. and you're paying them just to set up the program and to mm. maybe pay for housing, possibly. But um, you know, when, if you, if you, I, I don't know exactly in everywhere, but if you know, for Brazil, for example, if you want to come be a volunteer in Brazil, if you're here already, you can search a program out. Of course, they're looking for volunteers. Um, mm. But if you if you're in the U.S. and say, oh, I'd like to go to Brazil and volunteer, of course, there's somebody who's going to take your money. To, to allow you to do that, but sure, I, I see sure. that kind of situation. So why why am I paying to to go volunteer somewhere? Um, mm. And that that's an example of yeah. Sometimes if you take a, a couple more risks, if you're a little more courageous in your in your plans, you might find that you'll you'll end up in a in a better a better situation for your for yourself. Yeah, definitely. I cannot disagree with this. <laughs> yeah, good. I just I, I just want, wanted to use a double negative there, just to practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's good. No, that's that's fun. Uh huh. Um, and maybe maybe now maybe now I can talk a little bit about how I got into teaching down here. Yeah, think. yeah, that was actually my next question for you. Oh, I, I read your mind. Because because you said you finished a degree in psychology. So how did you uh -huh. how did you give this up and be, became an English teacher? Sure. So um, you know, when I finished school in the U.S., I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. And, and really, with a bachelor's degree in psychology, you can't go into to practicing as a, as a therapist or a counselor. Or, um, you, you have to go back to school and get at least your master's degree. And I wasn't ready to, to, to do that. I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't, really, I wasn't fully secure uh, with the idea of, of devoting another few years and, and a lot of money into doing a, a program like that. So... Um, as far as English 
goes. I, I came to Brazil. The, the market for, for English teaching is huge. Uh, there's a huge demand for teachers here um, just because there's so many people that need to learn English and the basic education that they get hmm. doesn't really bring them to a, a um, reasonable English level. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that, that need English. Hmm. Uh, as, a, as a foreigner, when you're here, especially a native English speaker, when you get here, it's, it's usually the first, the first steps you take as far as making money. Um, you can pretty, pretty easily find a school to work at or find private students in Brazil just simply being, being a native speaker. Uh, surprisingly easy, actually. Hmm. Um, so that was what I fell into in the beginning. I, actually, when I lived in Prague, um, I had taught a little bit just to, to give me some extra... Uh, money for pivo uh, mm -hmm. beer. So that, that, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, pivo is Czech for for beer. Yeah, so that that sure. was your <laughs> so that was your first uh, teaching experience here in Prague. That was my first teaching experience actually at the economic school I was at. Uh, I put up a couple flyers and said I could help people with tests, uh, test preparation, or um, any English services. And I and I had a a few students, and I would say it was it was probably pretty pretty informal. Um, mm. but we'd get together once a week and I'd help them in any, in, in different areas of English. And that's kind of when I first had exposure to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but it, you know, it was just, it was just something to do on the side and just to bring in some extra, extra cash. So, so it wasn't really then that you fell in love with, with teaching or it was? No, I, I, I had no idea that I would be doing it again in the future. Mm. Um, and but we, we, we can, we can agree that you didn't. Oh, oh my God! Now I can't use double negative. I wanted to say you didn't not enjoy it, but <laughs> yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah, yeah, it would be too much. Uh, I'd even have to think about that. I'd have yeah. to. I'd have to put, put down on paper how many negatives you used and see if it comes out with a positive. <laughs> like math mathematical form. Math formula. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so sorry, what were you saying? Uh, I didn't. Um... Uh, it was all right for you. Yeah, it was. It was okay. Enjoyable time. Yeah, and it was enjoyable. You know, I, I I'm really I really like connecting with with people. I love learning about culture and connecting with people from different cultures. And you know, that that's a great way to do it because you come together with a common uh, common goal and objective. And you know, I, I can be of service to them, and they can uh, teach me about about uh, their their culture. And so that's exactly what it's, it's, it's a nice. Yeah, that's exactly what I love about my job too. Sorry for for interrupting you there. No, sure, that's great. No, it's, it, I, I can see your enthusiasm in that. <laughs> Um, I, I, I too, uh, enthusiastic about that. And I, I actually am grateful to, to have a job where you know, I spend a lot of my time doing what I like to do anyway, which is, uh, have conversations and, and, and meet people and get to know people well and, and just, you know, uh, um, learn from them a lot exactly. yeah. uh, about life and culture in general. Yes. And sometimes they are just, di they have different kind of approach to life and it's, it's really interesting Like when I was at a university, there were a lot of my classmates were kind of grumbling about everything, you know, kind of complaining and uh, about the status of the teacher as such. And like mm. when once it was like once we would uh, eventually graduate, it wouldn't be such a great thing, you know, to become an English teacher in this country. But um, when I started teaching, uh, I um, tried to teach various age groups, various people like Czechs, and I found out that for me, what I enjoy most is really teaching foreigners, you know. So I, I have sure. had a lot of Russian students and Ukrainians, 
and some even some students from Latin America too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah and, then, and that's it. And that's interesting because, it, and it's also something that I will never be able to to experience. You know, teaching an American English or teaching somebody my, uh, you know, teaching somebody else from my country uh, another language. Mm. I, I guess possibly now I speak Portuguese. I could teach an American Portuguese, but I can't. I can't really imagine. Mm. I can't imagine um, getting too into that. I can't imagine that would be uh, very inspiring for me. Just like you said, I. I, I I don't know. I, I guess I could try, mm. but yeah, I, I really enjoy the cultural aspect of, of teaching and, and uh, bringing a culture to, to somebody else and getting theirs. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's absolutely, absolutely great. Uh, I think it, it can enrich you sure. as a person, really. Like, uh, yeah, you, you have kind of, you broaden your horizons, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, 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 so continuing, continuing yeah, on my, my English thing. So then I came to Brazil and naturally fell into the English teaching role. I taught at some schools here just, just a little bit. Um, and that was, you know, the, the book in this, in the group of students and it was all right, but, uh, you know, I didn't really like using the book, following the book and the, and the payment was, wasn't very good. So I started looking for private classes and, you know, that took, took some time. I would definitely say a year or two years of just, you know, finding, advertising my services, looking for people, trying to, to find students, and, you know, over time, it, it got better and better. And I also would, would say, I, I personally, I don't have any formal English training, English teaching training. I, I, I don't have a TEFL. Um, and, I, and I didn't mm. feel the need to get that before I came here. Um, so mm -hmm. through experience and through a lot of self-education, I think, I, I had to develop my own skills, which in the beginning was tough because I really didn't have a, an approach that I was confident in, uh, mm -hmm. and I think if you if you get a little exposure to teaching English through a through a course, a, a teaching course, they can they can show you some 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 methods and, and whatnot. But but on the other hand, I think it gave me the opportunity and it to to really create a, a, a you, style. Your own to, you would develop your own style. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Yeah, I, my my own style. I mean, it, it has to be my own style because I've never been told by really anybody else what to do, mm. uh, especially in the beginning, you know, uh, now I've, I've taken some, some courses and whatnot, just some classes, sorry, just to, mm -hmm. just to kind of research more about linguistics, applied linguistics, or just like that. But, you know, I really based my style and I still do, do to this day, I, I, I have a, I, I think a different approach in teaching and it's, and it's much more personalized and focused on the student and, you know, making the students uh, comfortable to be able to use English with me without worrying too much about mistakes and, and really trying to mm -hmm. to use English to connect with me, which is um, actually what a lot of people need to to get go sure. to get themselves going because they lack motivation sometimes, and um, or they don't they don't know how to go about this, you know, and and yeah. and simply and simply it's just not fun sometimes. If yeah, you're in a, yeah, if you're in a, cl like, a classroom and they're like learn this rule and do these exercises and absolutely. here's a test. And, yeah. Here's present perfect, present perfect tense, and now, yeah. Know. Here's here's present perfect. Study this, and then next Friday we're gonna have a yeah. test. And <laughs> I hope you do good because if you do good, you, I'll be happy, and if you do bad, I'll be disappointed in you. Yeah. And so have fun. Yeah, that's uh, doesn't sound. That's not the yeah. way that I that I like to do doesn't, things. Doesn't sound funny, does it? <laughs> no, def, def, definitely not. So so um, so, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, so now you're talking about your kind of own approach or methods. And this is something that I, I 
actually wanted to discuss on this podcast because I know, mm -hmm. Kevin, that you have got your own website and it is called Ingles Ninja, right? Yeah, Ingles. Ingles is actually spelled in the, in the, the Brazilian way to say Ingles. Uh, right. Ingles so it's, Ninja. It's Portuguese. Ingles, uh, right? Portuguese. Sure. Uh -huh. Ninja is an English word. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right? Ingles <laughs> uh -huh. Ninja. Uh -huh. it's, it's this kind of uh, a Jap Japanese assassin. Am I, am I right? Sure. Yeah. And it just, there's not a lot of mean, meaning behind that. I just was sitting, having dinner one night and said, oh, I'm going to make a website called Ingles Ninja. So you are not actually ninja yourself. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know if I have any skills that could be considered at the level of a ninja. Um, yeah, But you are an Ingle, Ingles Ninja, which means uh, like an English teacher who maybe he's a little bit for himself, because as you said, you have your own teaching approach, mm -hmm. yeah, which is not much influ influenced by the uh, general or the book-style teaching approach, right? Sure, the, the, the traditional approaches, and you know, and, and you mm -hmm. think of a ninja, a ninja's confident, they do what they yes. do, they do it quickly, uh, there's no hesitation, and they take care, they take care of business. And they work on their own little bit in, in a way. Yeah, right? it's true. A lot of training, a lot of mm -hmm. uh, years of training, repetition, uh, discipline. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just, just being confident. And this is what I try to pass to, to, to mm -hmm. people that, that try to get... Uh, and I think, I think it's interesting that you are a psychologist uh, or let's say... So you have a, still a, a bachelor degree only in psychology. Yeah, sure. Right? I've never actually practiced yes. psychology. Mm -hmm. But it, it's something, you know, so... Uh, Uh, it, it could edit some extra, how can we say, extra spice or... No, you know, some characteristics to, of my... Uh, yeah. Definitely some, some uh, characteristics of my, my teaching style are based on psychology and changing your, changing your beliefs and your attitude towards English learning. I, I don't think it's possible for me to take that out of my, my methods. Um, I think that's just, it's just ingrained in, my, in the way that I do things. I think it's great because even I, when I was at the university studying in, um, English teaching, psychology was like one one subject we had to, mm -hmm. we had all to pass exam exam in. Mm -hmm. So, so I think it's absolutely great that you studied psychology and it can it can uh, be, be um, a wonderful mixed potion potion if I can say it like this sure. to um, to teaching to teach English. I believe it can be very effective. Yeah. So why don't you tell us, Kevin, more about your website? So what is this about? Sure. Yeah, I have a website. I've had it for um, maybe a, about a year, uh, not too long, and it's a blog. I've written some blog posts. It's still pretty new, but uh, you know, I, I try to find um, very practical methods for for students to improve in English, and I and I write a little bit about that. I've made some videos on um, very common mistakes after teaching the students for for so long. You know, I've I've literally done over. Kevin, I think you're gone. Yeah, it's all right. Um, and you know, if you really want okay, to so, so I'm sorry, sorry, Kevin. I think I, I think I've lost you for about 15 seconds. So you were speaking about some videos when 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 uh, we broke up. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I, I I've also made video. I also have some videos on my site, and I, they're actually on YouTube. And um, there you will find common mistakes that a lot of my Uh, students have make um, after teaching so for so long, giving thousands of hours of classes and having hundreds of students. I've realized that there's some mistakes that everybody makes, and mm -hmm. 
part of becoming an English ninja is, is attacking these, these mistakes that, that are so common, correcting these mistakes, and just going up to that next level of English so you can um, take care of these problems and, and move on to the, to the next ninja level. Um, <laughs> uh, so I have actually had the, um, the opportunity or uh, the privilege to, to see some of your, or watch some of your videos, and I think they're very interesting. I have seen some about uh, football, where you teach about some expressions that are um, used by football commentators. I think that's very useful because like football, I'm talking about, uh, when I say football, I mean uh, what, what you call soccer in, in the US. And I right. think it's the sport number one in the world. And sure. it's it's absolutely great to 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 learn to study English through football because it may be your hobby. And uh, if if you if you study English and uh, practice your hobby at the same time, it can be very motivational. Yeah, absolutely. And and I made those videos during the World Cup. Uh, as anybody who, uh, well, I think just about anybody knows that the World Cup was was here a few months ago in Brazil. And mm -hmm. so I took the opportunity to, to make some videos on some common expressions that are used in uh, soccer, football, whatever you would like to call it. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and it's, uh, one thing about that that I'd like to bring up is if you do like soccer you, or, or um, football, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you, can, you can go online and there are specific websites and podcasts for learning English through football. And yep. this is one of the, these, these things that are so powerful and people might not know that. But if, you wanna, if, you're needing, if you're needing to improve in English and you like football, you can literally spend 80% of your time focused on English content about football. And you, you will greatly improve this way uh, because you'll be doing it often because you like to do it. It's fun. You know about the subject. So, you know, you'll already have some connections there to the content. You won't have to start from scratch, which means mm -hmm. starting from zero. Uh, yep. you, in you, you know, the, coming from a place where you already know a lot about a subject, um, makes it just much easier to, to learn. Um, I absolutely agree with this, Kevin. Do you know yeah. that myself, I did uh, my diploma paper on, uh, British football commentaries. It was like a lexicological, uh, research. Wow. And I did it on British football commentaries, which is something sounds... I love because I play football myself and I love football. So uh, I, I, I did exactly what, what you are now describing here. Yeah, it's interesting, Zanik. And, 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 as you, and as I've already commented with you when we were talking before, is you definitely have a British accent, um, which is very cool. You've learned English very well. Would you say that this was your main, um, how would I say, your main, your main resource for really getting good at English is... Uh, Football? Uh, I can't really say that, but it's, it's definitely one of the things uh, that are connected to it, but it's, it's more complex than that. Because I lived for some time in the UK, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, obviously at university, everybody speaks English to you there during all the classes. So, yeah. Sure, right. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. just football, but it, it, it can definitely, like... Okay, you study at some official level and you have to complete all the tasks and uh, submit all, all the essays and uh, do all the requirements that they ask you to do. But obviously, if you want to learn effectively, you have to do something extra. You have to, um, you know, mm -hmm. you, you have to do something outside classroom. And yeah, you yeah. really have to make English a part of your life, yes, uh, not yes, just yes. a subject at school. I've never seen somebody become proficient in English without making English part of their 
life, daily life. Exactly. For, for me, it's my job. So it, that makes it yeah, easier, sure. easier. Yeah. But uh, right. definitely every every single one of us ha has got some interests. Yeah. So mm -hmm. why don't you why don't you just try to join or connect these interests with uh, learning English? It, it's it's so simple. Yeah. And, and, and that's another thing about my website. When, you know, I don't have a lot of lessons. You know, I don't I don't have a lot of English lessons on grammar and, and, and things like that. Because there's so much content on the internet already. Sometimes you just need somebody to help you find the right stuff and to guide you into to, to write resources um, that already exist and that are already are, are outstanding and, and very well produced and that have big companies behind the content. And, um, you know, it, there's so much online. Sometimes it can be hard to find. But one thing that I try to do on mine is write about um, interesting resources and new resources in, in, in uh, telephone apps cell phone apps, uh, applications that are so useful when you can learn from anywhere you are at any time of day. That's, uh, I think, vital these mm. days as, as far as really, um, really utilizing the, the resources out there. Um, mm -hmm. phone, uh, cell phone applications are, are, are awesome. Especially these and, days and, and, when, when oh, everyone is using it, especially the young generations, like they can't imagine their lives sure. without these smartphones. And us, yeah, uh, let's say, a little bit older generations than them, uh, we, we kind of don't ke catch up, really. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you, know, you, you look around and people, especially the young generation, their head is just always looking down at their phones. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, why not throw something, something valuable on there and, and, yeah. and make their, their time when they're just sitting around dilly-dallying, you know, uh, learn something. And that's 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 kind of my my um, one of my services that I provide as, as well as is helping people um, create time in their day and create good habits of, of, of how to to practice English. So you are there as a teacher, but sometimes you call yourself their um, language coach or something like that. Like uh, you actually organize people's even free time in a way, don't you? Yeah, and this is uh, one of my focuses now. And one thing I noticed over these years of teaching is. You know, there's, the content is there, like I've already said. Um, the content is there. The resources are there. The opportunities are there. However, a lot of people just don't really know how to effectively use these resources um, to, to see progress in their English. And so what I like to do is become somebody who's, who's more of a coach and some, can, can help them build these habits and really change their relationship with English so it really does become a part of their life as opposed to mm. something they're just working on, it's, it mm -hmm. becomes a part of them. And, and, and through conversations with me and through daily contact and, and guidance and um, various uh, ways that I really connect with them um, through, through virtual means online, uh, they, they build strong, permanent English habits, which, which it, when you do this, when you create these, these habits that are fun and exciting for you, that's when the English starts to naturally get better and it just becomes a much smoother, more enjoyable process. I absolutely, absolutely agree with this because like motivation, it's one of my, it's one of the cornerstones, um, mm -hmm. uh, one of the most important things of my own teaching approach. I just, I just know that once you become autonomous learner, uh, once you, mm -hmm. once you become uh, responsible for your own learning, that's when you actually... Uh, can improve a lot. That's when you can enhance 
your English and sure. take it to another level. You know, so and, and that's a, and it's and it's a tough thing because a lot of people, I'd say the majority of the people that I teach don't have much motivation as far as uh, they don't have as much motivation as they need mm. to really see results in English. So. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how do you bring this to them? Not everybody loves uh, learning English. It's, yeah. A lot of times it's an obligation through work or yeah, well, travel. It's part of the job, but yeah. Yeah, yeah like what, what you can do is try to, try to do your best and try to influence most of these learners, right? And then, then mm -hmm. when it happens, it's a, a absolutely great reward for yourself as a teacher. It's a, you get a lot of, you get the sense of satisfaction and you, you must be really ha proud of yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 great to see students actually progressing, um, and you know, this sometimes they this doesn't happen in weeks, a matter of weeks. You know, that a lot of times people even I don't know where this comes from, but people have the idea that mm. if they just decide to start really studying English uh, for 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 real now, they think that it'll only take a month or two to just get to where they want. And I don't know where that came from, but it, I see this yeah. all of the time. Yeah, maybe you know, some some sometimes you have a lot of advertisements and. Um, a lot of yeah, it's true. Uh, and that books that claim to have some kind of magical power that yeah, they they will they will allow them to learn the language so fast and it's not true. It's 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 as you say on your website and I have read this. It's also about hard work, isn't it? It's also about sure. having the right mindset and attitude to work hard and be willing to to really t you know. <laughs> right. Spend yeah, some time in the working hard. And, you yeah. know, part, one of part of, one of my jobs is to make this as fun or useful as possible. This transition from from thinking they have to study seriously and, mm -hmm. and use books and, and go to English schools and transitioning them into another way of learning and improving their English that's that is enjoyable. And you know, this takes some time. You you start small. Yeah. That's one of the biggest yeah. things that I can recommend is. You know, once you're ready to get mm -hmm. serious, don't mm -hmm. attack it like it's a, it's a, it's a war, and you're going to go in there two hours a day and study English. Yeah, I'm going to do this like you're a, uh, you know, uh, Superman. <laughs> uh, start small and build these consistent habits, uh -huh. and and just and just make it feel good when you when you when you when you're practicing. You know, do, do it for a few minutes, and if you're doing something that's interesting, and you start, you, you feel good while you're doing it because it's easy. And so over time, it just becomes something that you don't worry about, you don't stress about, you don't get frustrated with. Mm -hmm. And um, once these, once these, be once this becomes part of your day, you'll start building this 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 ability to to um, to train and to practice over time, and it'll get and you'll be able to do it for for longer periods of time as 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 time goes by. What I really think is that it is essential. It is absolutely crucial to experience some kind of success. In your learning mm -hmm. process, so you you have to see some results sometimes. You know, for example, you mm -hmm. can you can try to uh, speak to to s someone else. You know, like to find a foreign friend and use mm -hmm. your use your English as a means to actually communicate with this person. Uh, or you you have a phone call for the first time in your life. You can nowadays you, uh, we have the internet, so there are loads of possibilities like the, the Skype, Facebook, and wh when this happens, when once you uh, meet a friend like this it's it's like it it's success for you isn't it yeah you it, can see the, the 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 reward of your uh endeavor right yeah and it's it's very true and and i think that's from that's one of the benefits that you being a, a non-native english speaker who has become 
uh, fully fluent in English. As a, as a former student, I think this is one of the benefits you bring into your teaching situations that I can't really uh, bring as much because I never was learning English. I never really learned English. I just naturally, you know, was brought up with English. So from you, 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 you are there and you know, uh, I think you can, you can possibly see the development uh, a little better. And you can also, you, you know the feeling of, of, of when you're actually improving in English and you, you really see the value mm. of, of that. And I think that's a cool thing that you could, you could offer, yeah. offer people. Thanks. Uh, uh, but I think you are yeah. there too, actually, because you are learning another language, as you said yourself. So you can, you know, you know the, about the mm. hardships, you know about what you have to go through in order to achieve something like that. Sure. So it's also cool. I think uh, ideally, ideally, an English teacher knows another language or is learning another language as well. Yeah, you know, and I, the, one of the, the biggest things that I learned from my process of learning Portuguese, and I, and I never really studied formally, I just studied, um, I studied in the streets. I learned from the streets and, and, and it took uh, probably, um, I would say a year to become conversationally um, uh, able, yeah, conversationally able, where I, you know, I could I could hold a conversation, and then you know, mm. two years to where I was actually comfortable in in, in most situations. But one, th so anyway, going to the beginning, what the probably the biggest thing I learned from that experience is that you have to go through a stage where you are going to suffer and um, struggle and be frustrated and be intimidated and be scared and be nervous and mm. all of these negative emotions. These will happen. And this is absolutely part of the process. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way to avoid this. And a lot of people, they, they feel they have these feelings and they, like anything else, you know, they want to avoid them. Mm. Uh, but to advance, you, you, have to, you have to just accept the fact that this is going to, this yeah. is going to be a part of the yeah. process. This, this, this struggle will, will happen. And it's just, it's just a matter of you improving in something. Mm. When you get better, you have, to, you have to feel uncomfortable at times. You just have to try to understand the benefits of it, and the so the sooner you realize this, the better. And sure. yeah, so ideally, you surround yourself with some lovely people who who will uh, be supportive. You know, uh, also, you know, English teachers are different. Some teachers are not so supportive. You know, or or mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how many teachers, how many English teachers you have met in your life, but. Um, I've had some teachers who may even, not to me, but who may be a little bit like who may pick on someone or or uh, punish somebody for for trying to speak. It's absolutely wrong approach, you know. Like, oh no, that's, that's you, you, you yeah, should that's you should reward it, even if it's with mistakes. You should reward the effort. And some teachers they just punish by putting the person down in front of the the whole classroom. This still happens, you know, with some teachers. So uh, you, you as a learner, you have to be lucky or maybe well informed to find uh, a good teacher or, and surround yourself with um, you know supportive people as i say yeah and absolutely and that's the beauty of the internet these days is you you can find so many different opportunities and resources to have conversations with people from around the world um, and they can be a teacher they could be an informal language exchange they don't have to be a native speaker obviously especially if you're if you're in the lower stages of, of english Mm. Um, you know, find find other people that are just better than you from other countries, and 
Um, I, I think it's actually uh, from my learning experience and from what I know about uh, my students and uh, my friends, I think it's pretty tough to find a native speaker as a, as a body, you no, know, as a mate. Yeah. Because what the question is, what do you really have to offer to this person? What value can you give? Right. to the native speaker. And it's absolutely true, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and, there is and no de denying that. And I've kind of even given up on, a, on, a, on just t simply telling people to go find, oh, go online and find a, an American and, and you can teach them your language and they'll teach, teach you your languages. Because it just, it just doesn't really happen. I mean, there's, there's, you know, what, 80% of, of the people online are looking to learn English. So, yeah. you, you know, they're not, there's, a, there's, a, there's an overflow of people that want to improve their English. And it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. But I think it is, it is possible, for, for example, but I, I think I am kind of lucky. But I have got a, a British friend who, who is learning my language, who is learning Czech, which is very unusual because it's such a, such a small mm -hmm. country mm -hmm. and uh, such yeah. an insignificant uh, language in terms of global. Uh, sure. You know. Yeah. And, 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 and so going into this, and this is one of the things that I talked about in my uh, All Ears podcast is, is so you, finding opportunities online, knowing that it's hard to find a language exchange online, uh, just more than anything, people don't take it very seriously. So um, one thing I talked about in, in, in the All Ears podcast is what you can do, and I've seen people doing this, and it's pretty, pretty smart, is go on Facebook and find groups of uh, English speakers that are interested in things that you are interested in or possibly that live in your country that are there as expats that are there working that start these groups and they're always co uh, conversing on online and, and chatting back and forth mm. in English and, and Zdenek one thing you said is you know you, you if you're looking for a language partner and you're trying to improve your English you don't really have much to offer them at times because they don't really want to learn yes. your language or it's mm -hmm. not important so what, mm -hmm. what can you bring them other than money yeah. But if you're in these Facebook groups, you can bring in your knowledge of, this, of the certain subject that you're, that you're interested in. If you know a lot about football, you go find these groups yep. on, on, on Facebook and, you know, you talk about Czech football and you know a lot about Czech football because you're Czech and you're going to bring that to them. <laughs> or you find a, a group of, of Americans or English speakers living in, not even native English speakers, but foreigners living in the Czech Republic, for example. Uh -huh. who are there trying to figure out how to live a comfortable life in the Czech Republic, and you are Czech. And so there's a perfect opportunity for you to bring your knowledge of Czech Republic and practice English and create relationships um, through Facebook groups. Absolutely. I can only agree with this. For example, I've got one uh, Russian. She was, she was my Russian student. Now she, she became my friend. And she always keeps asking mm -hmm. me, how can I um, get to know more Czechs? How can I find new friends? And what I told her is because I know mm -hmm. she's a great table tennis player. Now she's going to study to Prague. Okay, In my town, Podjebrady, uh, we have this kind of study program for foreigners who come here and study Czech for mm -hmm. one year. And then they leave uh, mm -hmm. because they pass uh, entrance exams and they go to universities to, to you know, bigger cities. So I told her, you're a great okay. table tennis player. Uh, why don't you find uh, a club and become a member of it? And this way, like everyone mm -hmm. will benefit from this friendship, you know. Perfect idea. And, and she will go in there excited, really wanting to learn, um, the, the, really wanting to learn Czech because she, she's so into table tennis. Yeah. And the, 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 main, thing, the main thing, she won't be uh, intimidated or she won't feel mm -hmm. bad because of her, because of her, 
uh, imperfect language skills because the main thing is table tennis. You know, if she's if she's good sure. at it, she will just play and practice with with uh, the other people there, and it will be all right. nat natural. You know. And another thing about that too is is imagine all of the repetition that will be going on um, because of, you know you're, you're you're doing the same activity, so you'll be using a lot of the same vocabulary, a lot of the same context, and you know repetition is is key for language learning and. And that's a perfect opportunity to be around a situation where you're going to be able to integrate new words into an environment that's already uh, built around a lot of the uh, vocabulary that you you know. Definitely. So it's, 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 a, yeah. it's a great learning opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kevin, uh, why don't you uh, remind all my listeners your website? Uh, I think we have, we have forgotten to, to actually tell them the exact name of your website. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, so again, it's, it's called uh, inglesninja.com. And there you will find some blog posts about different ways to, to um, learn online. Um, I have a short free course that I offer that, that gets you into the, to the beginning ideas of how to change your beliefs about English, how to really start uh, from a mindset in a place where you will be more apt to learn and enjoy the experience um, before really tackling an English program. So I would recommend signing up for that. It's free and uh, there's, a, there's some short videos on there um, about how to do that. We could say that a lot of things we have covered in this episode so far is, is, is actually your, your methodology and the, the things you suggest uh, to your students. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really the ideas that I bring. Like I said, the Internet's full of content and, 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 and courses and, and videos, great grammar videos. Inkvid, for example, yeah, has yeah. hundreds of great grammar videos. And um, I, I am not the guy to teach you the present perfect. Um, I'm not the only guy of, you know, I, I, with my classes I do, but online there's enough. So mm. find the best resources. I can help you find the best resources. But, you know, it's, it's just another resource for um, for people that might not, they might not feel good about English. They, they, there's some stress there. There's some frustration. They they might be stuck. Mm. They feel stuck at the same level, and they do, they do need they need to figure out how to go from a place of feeling bad mm -hmm. about English and, and and not being where they want to be to, to to treating it differently and and feeling good about what they're doing and 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 learn how to enjoy the the uh, adventure of learning english until they be they do become confident i i was so lucky to to understand this myself uh, because you know i was stuck as you said i was stuck at my level and i wanted mm -hmm. to i wanted to move a level up so what i did i started doing my own podcast so uh, this was uh, my in intention behind it but uh, but sure. maybe it's because i'm teacher so i knew it i kind of knew about this but a lot of students need they need little push maybe you know so that they they realize this Right. Yeah. And they, and they, you know, and I think, and like we've discussed, a lot of them just need, they need English for work or they, 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 they look at it as an obligation of just something for them to move up in their career. Yeah. But when they, when they look at it like this, you know, that's, that really makes it much tougher mm -hmm. to, to get, to get to the, where they want to yes, be. Yes. Because they stress themselves and then, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's brilliant of you to, to, to do this. And it's, and it's, uh, this people like this that I really, admire that just figure out ways to take the learning into their own hands and very find very innovative creative ways to to just become 
rock stars in, in English. And I think that's, that's awesome. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. You're a great, you're a great, great example of somebody who doesn't wait for somebody else to, to come and, and magically give you English. You took charge. And... The, the, the thing is, it's really hard here because the only thing that could really help me is to go to, to uh, an English-speaking country and surround myself with only the natives. Because I, oh, I already watch a lot of films, TV series, and I watch football matches in English, and uh, I listen to Luke's English podcast and everything. But mm. it's kind of not enough, you know? Right. Uh, I, I speak English all the time. I speak English more than I speak Czech in my day, yeah. you know? Oh, wow. But still, still not enough, because... The way I speak English with my students wouldn't necessarily be, be this, uh, at the same level as, for example, I'm speaking now. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're, talking, you're, you're talking about leveling up, you know, going to that next level. And I, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a great point in general. And, yeah. and you could, I've heard it before called living on your edge, going to that limit that you have and going a little bit past it. And this is how you, you get better. You go, you can speak well in this situation. So find a situation that's a little difficult exactly. for you. Yeah. And Put yourself there for a while, yeah, and then yeah. you will level up. You'll go to the next level, and you will constantly be getting better. And that's exactly what you're doing. Um, that's cool. <laughs> so uh, I think that's pretty much it. We have covered what we wanted. And I would like to thank you very much, uh, Kevin, on behalf of all the crew, which is uh, me and uh, all my listeners, for uh, find finding <laughs> time in your uh, obviously busy schedule. And I really, or schedule, as Americans say, and I really, right, <laughs> yeah, and I really appreciate this, uh, and I'm really gr grateful. And my listeners, I can tell you, my listeners will be over the moon. Um, I just hope uh, the recorder we used, the, the Skype recorder we used, uh, is working. Because if it isn't, uh, I, I think I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. We could. Uh... We, we could do it again for sure. We'll just have to make the next interview around two to three minutes long because uh, that's all the, the, the extra time that I would have for, for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, just joking. No, no, just thank you, Zdenek. It's great. I, I, really, uh, I, I really appreciate when people are out there, you know, um, helping others. And you, you might be helping yourself by improving your own English, but you are an example for other people to, to see how, to see these, these to, to see that there are other ways, to see that there are other ways to improve and that there are other ways to learn. And also... If you want to become a badass in something, you need to take charge, take control, <laughs> be responsible for what you want, and, and make it happen. Um, and that's cool. I'm glad to be a part of your, your English podcast. Thank you very much. It was really lovely to have you here, and thanks. Thanks a lot. And maybe at the end, I, I should tell you a little secret. Uh, I mm -hmm. have featured, featured some native speakers on my podcast. Uh, All right. they, they were British, but you, you have been the first American on my podcast, actually. Ah, that's cool. Spreading it to over to the to the U.S. That's cool. And I'm sure they'll they'll be. You know, I don't know um, if you have any Brazilian listeners uh, yet, but um, I'm sure you'll get some from this, and uh, that'll be that'll be cool. Well, I'm sure I have got uh, uh, South American listeners. I'm pretty sure about okay. that. Okay. Yeah. I think I have some Brazilians. Yeah. I think oh, great. A couple yeah. of Brazilians. Yeah. Brazilians are everywhere. It's hard to hard to miss Brazilians. Yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's a it's a uh, enormous country, you know. It's a, it is, yeah. It's a massive country, isn't it? Okay, so Kevin, let's wrap it up. Thanks, thanks a lot once again, and uh, it was it was lovely to talk to you. Thanks. Yeah, you too, Zanek. It was, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Five Hello.
Hey man. The no the sound the sound is bad like the last time it started. Hello. Hello. No sound. Opa. Wow. That's crazy. Hello. <laughs> no, the sound is strange. <laughs> that is trippy. I have no I have no idea what you're saying. It sounds like a acid trip. <laughs> 